The good news of Christmas is Jesus loves you and he's given his life for you. The good news of Christmas is that you can be forgiven of all your sin and by way of the love of Christ and the forgiveness of God through faith in Christ, our lives can be changed. They can be changed now and they can be changed again and again as we continue to receive the love of God and the forgiveness of Christ. I'm so thankful for what we've heard from these lives and I hope you're encouraged tonight as you listen to God's word here in Titus chapter two, verses 11 through 14. It says, for the grace of God has appeared bringing salvation to all men, instructing us to deny ungodliness and worldly desires and to live sensibly, righteously, and godly in the present age, looking for the blessed hope and the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Christ Jesus, who gave himself for us to redeem us from every lawless deed and to purify for himself a people for his own possession, zealous for good deeds. The grace of God has appeared. His name is Jesus. And he has brought salvation to those who had placed their faith in him. He wants to change our lives by way of his love and forgiveness. He wants to redeem us from our brokenness and give us the life that he created us to live. And it comes for every one of us by way of his love and forgiveness. He wants us to live the life he created us to live. He wants us to be a people who are actually waiting on his return as certain as it is that Jesus Christ was born in a manger. So many years ago, he is coming again. And when he comes again, he's not coming as a baby in a manger. He's coming as a reigning king who's ready to give eternal life to those who have found his love and forgiveness. He wants you to live a life that's ready for his return and the only way we can be ready for the return of Christ is the love of Christ and the forgiveness of Christ that changes our lives. He wants to change your life. So that in what you do every day, your work, your neighborhood, your community, what comes out of your life is the love of God and the forgiveness of Christ because you have been changed. There was a guy who was born in 1883, Stanley Jones. He was recounting later in his life, maybe in the mid-1900s, about his very first sermon to ever preach. And he talks about how he prepared for weeks to preach this sermon. He was so nervous. He was excited and nervous about this. He knew his family and many friends would be there. And on the night it was time for him to preach, he, they all gathered together in that church and he stood up. He was ready to defend God and speak on God's behalf. He was so enthusiastic. He was ready to go. He began eloquently working through his sermon, got through about the first six sentences, and he came to a word that he decided to use when he was preparing his sermon. He'd never used it before, but he felt like this is a fancy good word to use at this point in the sermon. So he used this word that he never used before. He said that he'd never used it since because the moment he said that word, 
he saw a young lady down in the front who kind of smiled, almost looked to him like she was snickering. And when he looked over that direction, she turned away and immediately, whether she intended anything by it or not, he created a whole story in his mind how she thought something ill of him and next thing he knows, he's flustered and bothered by that and loses his place in his mind as he's thinking about his sermon and as he tries to remember where he's at in his sermon he realizes that he's forgotten his entire sermon and he just stands there and says nothing for a long enough time that it felt uncomfortable nothing until the tension grew to such a degree that he blurted out I have forgotten my sermon And he just starts walking off the stage. It's like, I'm done with this. No more preaching for me. And as he's walking down to the front row, he's just going to sit down. He doesn't know what else to do. It hits him. It's like the still small voice of God was saying in his heart, I changed your life. I've changed your life. And we got down to the bottom of the stairs right in front of everybody. Just before he's going to sit down, he says, it's obvious I cannot preach. But you all know me. And you know that God has changed my life. I'm not the same person I used to be. I'm changed. And I want to spend the rest of my life telling people about how God has changed my life. In the 20th century, I don't know that there's another individual that God used any more than he used Stanley Jones to change the face of the country of India for the cause of Christ. He just wanted to share his changed life. The power of a changed life is unbelievable. And to have your life changed by the love and forgiveness of God is astounding. Our family was sitting around the kitchen table just the other night. We were talking about the love of God, and how the love of God has changed our lives. And we just asked if everybody in the family would share what has changed in your life because of the love of God. Well, I initiated that, and once I did that, I kind of regretted that because it meant that I had to share this with my family and my kids and mom and dad sharing with their kids what God has changed. Some of those things we don't necessarily want our kids to know everything about, we had to wrestle inside internally. What will we say? And we just, we just decided we're going to share what significant things God has changed in our lives. And I began to share how God has changed the anger that I used to harbor in my heart. God has changed pride and God has changed lust. That God has done things in my life. I'm not the same person I used to be. He's changed me. Lindley began to talk about how she has experienced change in the area of selfishness. The Lord has broken her and she's not the same person. And my kids began to share what God has done in their lives to change their lives. And I tell you, as a mom and dad, some of those things they were saying, we were like, yes, he's actually doing that. That's great. So glad to hear that. I can honestly tell you that If not for the love and the forgiveness of Christ, the Eckert family would be a complete wreck of a mess. But because of the love and forgiveness of Christ, we're a mess that's getting a little better every day. 
and the better that we're experiencing through the love and the forgiveness of God is far beyond what we could have ever imagined. God loves you. He demonstrated his love for you by sending Christ to die for you. So that if you will place your faith in Christ, you will be forgiven of all your sin and your life will be changed. You see, our family, when we talked about that, it, one thing became abundantly clear. In addition to being thankful for being changed, it became abundantly clear that we need, we need to continue to be changed. We need the forgiveness of God to keep washing over us every day and changing us more and more to live the life God created us to live. He wants to change your life. He wants to forgive your sins. He loves you. One time Jesus was invited to go eat supper over at a guy's house. His name was Simon. And Simon had a bunch of his buddies that felt like they were better than everybody else get together and invite Jesus over supper. They thought it'd be kind of cool to hang out with Jesus since he was kind of the big thing at the time. So they had Jesus come over and they prepared a meal and they were sharing that meal together. And in the middle of that meal, a woman walked into Simon's house and made her way over to Jesus. And it was really appalling to Simon and his friends because they knew this woman was a terrible sinner. She had made horrible choices in her life. She was broken and an outcast. And they were appalled that she entered the scene. What was even more shocking to them is when she came in, she offered a wonderful gift and expression of love to Jesus. She knelt down and she began to wash Jesus' dirty feet with her hair and her tears that she was shedding over how loved she felt by him because her sins had been forgiven. Simon thought if Jesus was really this special person that everybody thinks he is, there is no way he would have accepted anything from this woman. Jesus knew exactly what Simon was thinking. And he said to Simon, Simon, I'd like to tell you a little story. And Simon said, okay, tell me a story. And Jesus said, there's a story of a banker and two debtors. One debtor owed that banker a year and a half's worth of salary, a lot of money. The other debtor owed the banker just a month and a half's worth of salary, not near as much money, pretty insignificant really. But the problem was that both debtors were incapable of paying their debt. You know what the banker did? The banker forgave the debt of both debtors. And then Jesus asked Simon this question. Simon, which debtor do you believe loved the banker more? And Simon said, the one that was forgiven more. And Jesus said to Simon, you see, this woman, she loves much because her sins, which are many, have been forgiven. God loves you. He loves you. The other night I was leaving our house and we were going out of our neighborhood and we turned right on Williams Drive. We turned right on Williams Drive at a better time of day when you can actually 
turn right on Williams Drive. And so we're going down Williams Drive, got ver didn't get very far down the road, and then realized that we had forgotten the one thing we had to have to be able to go and do what we were going to do. Have you ever had an experience like that? You take off, you go. Now, if you're like me, it doesn't matter how far you're out of the driveway or down the street. If you forget something and you're en route, it's a frustrating moment. Like that's a moment in my life I need the love of God and the forgiveness of Christ because it's not a good moment. I just really don't like those moments. If you're like me, then you can get this. The fortunate thing is we didn't get very far from home before we realized what we'd done. Now, if in that moment that we realized what we'd done, even though we were close to home, if somebody from my family had driven up in the car next to me and said, hey, we have what you need, and just passed it over right through the window to us, I'd be like, yeah, that's awesome. That's cool. I'd be excited. I'd be like, this is going to be a better day. Several years ago, I was on a trip with a large number of people traveling overseas. We drove three hours to our first airport in DFW. Got the DFW. We all loaded on the plane. We flew from DFW to LAX, Los Angeles International Airport. Got to LAX. We had several hours waiting for the late night flight to go overseas. So we haven't hit our overseas segment yet. So now everybody, after hours of the layover, is now in the check-in line, and we're going through there, and everybody's checking in to do our overseas segment of the trip. Well, there's a couple in line towards the end of our group, in our group, and then when they get to the counter, the young man realized that he forgot his passport. It's a terrible moment. He is a long way from home when he realized what he'd done. We had to leave him there. His wife boarded the plane to go overseas. He had to wait for his passport to get overnighted. He was three days later getting overseas with a whole host of crazy stories. Not to mention that the whole group felt like crying for the young wife who left her husband there in L.A. Now, can you imagine... If in the moment we walked up to the counter and he's like, oh no, I forgot my passport. If in that moment somebody from our hometown ran up to the counter out of breath, put the passport on the counter and said, here I have what you need. I realized that you left your passport the moment I realized it. I called my friend who has a plane. He and I flew all the way here as fast as we could. We knew we could make it. I have exactly what you need. Can you imagine how that would affect the outcome of that young man's experience, his wife's experience, our entire group's experience? Because someone had just what he needed, even though he was far from home before he realized what he'd done. God loves you. He's ready to forgive you. No matter how far from him you might have gone, no matter what you've done to get there, he has the love and forgiveness you need. And he wants to change your life. And he wants to keep on changing your life day after day after day, what you and I need is a changed life. And Jesus Christ has a love and forgiveness that can change us forever. The world needs hope. 
If you've been waiting for Christ, if you've been crying out for Christ, if you've been wandering far from him, Jesus has come. He is God with us. And he has exactly what you need to change your life forever.